2: Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5 foot 2 and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is. Andrea K.
1: TNT I'm dynamite. TNT and I'm a fight.
2: TNT I'm the power
3: Happy Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's not just any Friday. It's Good Friday. And we've got a great show lined up for you guys tomorrow night. But it's all about let's live in the moment, right? Isn't that uh, what the mindfulness people talk about? You kind of live in the moment. So the moment is tonight. It is Thursday. Glad to have you guys here with me on tonight's Andrea K. Show. We're streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. We're gonna. We always keep our eye on the comments there. You can also follow me on Twitter momentarily. I don't spend a whole lot of time over there, but I do think I occasionally have a little nugget of brilliance, and I think I laid down a couple of those uh, earlier today. And uh, I'm also on Instagram, uh, but typically I'm over there obsessing over food, (laughs) Uh, which I do all day, every day.
2: Whenever Uh, I post a food (laughs) pic, I always hope in my deepest place of my heart that you're the first person that sees it.
3: (laughs) I'm so susceptible to stuff about food. You know, if I see a commercial, it's like suddenly if I wasn't even thinking about lemon pound cake, you know, I got to go out and make a lemon pound cake, you know, because I see, you know, some kind of advertisement for it. Anyway, enough about food because we've got so much breaking news happening today we've got two great guests for you guys today uh joe biden's biden's jobs bill first thing i thought of was okay how many jobs is he planning on killing with this jobs bill all right cuz it ain't about creating no oh, jobs he didn't
2: day one he was on it
3: Right. So we, we're we going to get into a little bit of that uh, tonight. We've actually got uh, Julio Gonzalez, who's been with us before. He's uh, CEO and founder of Engineered Tax Services. And he's here to answer what I think uh, was correct statement by Trump yesterday. Was Trump correct when he said this will be the great highest I can't remember exactly how he said it, but the the uh, the greatest increase in taxes in American history, and I think he's absolutely correct, which is one of the reasons why this will be a job killer. And so it's important that we we get into this. I know economics is not quite as sexy and as fun, a uh, taxes as a lot of other topics, but here we are. Y'all got to be paying taxes coming up here in about a month or so. And um, so anyway, Julio Gonzalez will be here at the bottom half of the hour. Bob Walters on a special night. He's usually with us on Fridays, but tomorrow. Good Friday, and we've got a great show lined up for you guys. It's a little bit more focused on the intersection of Christianity and America today. So Bob's going to be here at the bottom half of the hour. Other topics to get into tonight, but we'll make time for you if you want to call in. 888-344-1170. The man who's with me every night of the week, no matter what the day is, it's
2: DJ Potato
3: Skins.
0: And we are
2: going to keep on winning, winning, winning. It will include and across the board... DJ potato skins. DJ, DJ potato skins. Skin. Yeah, that saying still works. You know, I know we're up against a lot, of Andrea, but I try and have a warrior spirit and you know, be positive each and every day here.
3: Well, that's one of the things that we, that uh, it, Easter weekend's kind of coming at the perfect time. It is. It really is. Right? Because it's a reminder of really who's in control as Christians. We always have a peace about us. We can get frustrated as to what's happening in the world and in our country today. We, um, not every Christian has the same belief but you and I believe that it's part of our ministry and part of our job as Christians to stay active in Amen. the community and be active politically and we get frustrated and heated skins and I do over topics and what's happening in the world but like I said you know, we we know where we're going ultimately and we have a peace and a hope about Lord's us still on the throne. and we that's where we put our hope um, but it doesn't mean we don't get frustrated so there's some, speaking of intersection, there's an intersection of some stories happening today and you're busy throughout the day, I don't know if If you know that suddenly... All these corporations are suddenly coming at Georgia from Delta to.
2: I saw the Delta thing. I did. Delta,
3: yeah, B of A, uh, Coca Cola. Oh, these
2: voting—we don't like
3: what you're doing. Yeah, you know what do you mean? You only could provide food and water to people when they're waiting in lines. Excuse me. What, what you know? Not only do you want you want every opportunity you know a to presented to you to to vote. You don't want to have to have an ID. You want to be able to have the option to go. You know. Basically, they, if the Democrats had their way, there'd be no restrictions whatsoever. It would not only would it not be an election day, early voting would be extended all throughout the year. It, you know, every everything to make it easy and convenient on and, and and on top of they would want it to be catered at this point. I mean, the hysteria over this voting rights bill, uh, the legislation that was legally done, constitutionally done. See, this is the way it's supposed to be done, first and foremost, it's supposed to be done any changes to the laws uh to election laws elections is supposed to be handled by the state and changes to the laws are supposed to be made by the state legislators so first and foremost everything that they did here was done legally. the united states government does not uh, is not obligated to make it easy as easy as possible for you it's supposed to be harder well 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 and there's a couple of reasons for why it should be hard first and foremost anything easy is going to be devalued you're not going to appreciate anything that's that's made too easy for you and the democrats know this and one of the things, it, because if you are somebody who who sees it as precious and valuable, you're going to really want to protect it, right?
2: Oh, sure, hundred percent. And and this HR one is probably the biggest thing coming across. Congress in quite some time.
3: Well, there, but, but, well, and and if they really thought HR 1 was going to get passed, they wouldn't be so hysterical over Georgia. Oh, exactly. That was my point. So then again, so then why are these corporations so hysterical over Georgia doing what they have every right to do as, as, as state legislators? So there's a couple of reasons why. Not only because, like, I'm, I'm watching this interview today with the CEO of Coke, and I practically can't understand a word he's saying because he's speaking in an accent I don't recognize. And I'm thinking, who the stink are you, dude, to be criticized? Do you even know what the, what the laws are in this country in general? I mean, half Americans don't even know the the, the Constitution, in the United States of America. But Here you are, obviously a foreigner. I don't know if you are a naturalized citizen here. I don't know if you're just here legally to work or, or what what the what the stench are. Um, but but why why are these corporations? going at Georgia like they are. Here's my theory. I think, first and foremost, I think they are far-left liberal organizations, I think, uh, number one. I think, number two, um, that basically... What's happening with BLM and all of these far left organizations, it's like one big Rainbow Coalition shakedown like a la Jesse Jackson Jr. But I also think what it has to do with something I talked about a few weeks ago on the show, which is is the new credit scoring for businesses, which will end up happening for individuals as well as something called the ESG score. How a corporations rank on the environment Social justice warrior issues and governance. And that's what I think ultimately this is about. They want to get a good rating here because Standard and Poor's is starting to use this. And you may, th- and then ultimately it's going to end up happening to you as an individual. You're going to be looked at. Who do you do business with? where are your investments are you are you doing business with companies with a good esg score well that's and so our individual credit scores are going to be based on this as well i also think that that's one reason why the white house is coming out and saying we're not going to we're not the ones coming forth with this vaccine passport we're going to leave it up to businesses and and you know what how perfect for them because that the businesses are going to want to do this because why that's going to be a part of their esg score Environmental, social, and governance—right, that's what it's all about. And every bit of this is kind of all what's been going on with communist China with their social credit score. I've got to get—I'm going to get into the jobs bill when we come back. I—we'll I, go to the phones first uh, before we have to take a break. Um, welcome to the Andrea K. Show,
2: Brian El Cajon. You're up.
4: Yes, Andrea. I wanted to run by you uh, something in the Constitution that allows the uh, states, uh, particularly Texas and and uh, Arizona, to um, put their National Guard on the border in big numbers and uh, and stop all of this. Um, And the the uh, article it's Article One, Section Ten, Clause Three, and it says, "No state uh, shall engage in war unless actually invaded." or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. So, uh, and I wanted to run that by you. I didn't know whether you were aware of that, but I also want to get your take on it. What do you think?
3: Well, I mean, I was thinking earlier today that I, I think that that aside, I think that the governors have the right to pull the national guard to, to protect you know our country. Our number one goal. I mean, our number one, the number one role of the United States government is supposed to be to protect our citizens. You know, against you know uh, enemies, foreign and domestic. Right. That's what our military is supposed to be about. That's our number one role of our national government. It's why. The federal government is supposed to be in charge of the borders, but if they fail to protect us, these governors have a duty. That's why they have the National Guard. And, you know, and, and it's an, and I, and I tell you for a long time, I keep hearing, Oh, you know, get, what are you doing in California, Andrea? You should move to Texas. And I've been saying for a while, quite frankly, Texas is not red to me. I don't see, I don't see a whole lot of red happening Mm -hmm. in Texas. And so, um, I, I, I think for a long time now, I think red states have been, most red states have been, Blurred into purple. I mean, even Georgia that was considered a red state had a Republican governor, right, that cooked up a deal with Stacey Abrams to steal elections. But there's no excuse for why why Governor Abbott down there has not protected his state and has allowed this invasion in. But it is also even bigger than him because the Republican Party, the reason why he's not doing it is because the Republican Party in general has been the party of open borders and um, the first two years, and that was proven in the first two years of the Trump administration when they had both houses of Congress and the White House and Trump had to use all kinds of um, different means in order to get this, the, the border secured to, at, around Congress because they remember when they wouldn't fund his wall? All he wanted oh, was yeah. $5 million to fund the stinking wall and they didn't want to pay for it. So we had to find the money in other ways and fight it out in the courts.
4: So well, um, this this gives you this gives them the authority. This this has the constitutional authority behind it. And uh, if they can uh, if they if Abbott would do it and the Arizona governor would also do it, um, the survival of our country is at stake. And uh, the, the state uh, can do it. This is this is called the United States of America, not the federal government of America.
3: Well, you're absolutely that. right. The the they they the Republican Party had the Constitution behind them back in the first, you know, back actually, let me remind you, everybody, um, flashback Thursday, whatever it is, during the, a lot of people forget that in 2000, George W. Bush had both houses of Congress in the White House. And what did he do about the border? He and the Gang no. of Eight tried to come up with some amnesty deal, and they, they had no interest. I've been saying for many years, the biggest issue that we had in this country was the border. The Southern border. an economic border with the the both parties wanting one world government globalist economy as well as the uh the virtual border that had to do with uh, refugees and people being brought into this country who um from other parts around the world that had terrorist ties and um the yeah. and, and the Republican Party has always had the constitution to guide them to do what they needed to do for the American people and they haven't thank you for calling in i got to leave it there
2: real quick that's why both parties that didn't like trump
3: Oh, exactly. And that's why the American people voted for Trump in 2016, because the excuse in the Republican Party in 2010 was, remember, Tea Party gave the Republican Party the House. The Republicans said, well, that's all well and good, but we don't have the Senate. So then in The in, Senate? Well, in 2014, in fact, 2014 was when Democrats and independents peeled off and gave the Republicans that the Senate. Uh, we know 2012 was a disaster with Mitt Romney, right, the architect of Obamacare. And then what was the excuse by the Republicans then? Well, we've got both houses of Congress But Obama's just going to veto anything that we do. So then then the American people got wise and they were like, "Okay, Republican, we're going to let you all have both houses of Congress. But we're going to bring in an outsider. We're going to bring in the dude who came down the escalators and said it's time that we get back to a sovereign nation. We put America
2: first. Main reason both parties dislike Trump.
3: Exactly. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get into this jobs bill. How many how many jobs? Is Biden gonna kill and how high are your taxes gonna go? Biden promised that nobody who was made nobody who made under four hundred thousand dollars a year would see a tax increase. Did y'all believe that? Y'all bought that? Julio Gonzalez will be with me next.
0: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at
2: Andrea K Show,
0: and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K,
2: Kay. spelled K A Y E. Andrea K bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Here we are, um, a year after 14 days to flatten the curve which was a year of flattening the economy. Thank God that we had President Trump and his economic plan that, that left a foundation that, that put a foundation in place with that, uh, prevented the complete collapse of America for the last year under under President Trump we had the lowest unemployment rate for African Americans and all minorities in this country we had the uh, I think the highest part- job participation rate in America's history we had under the Obama administration he reversed what was going on in the Obama administration which is where we had more businesses going under than were're starting he brought jobs back here we had um, increase in um, uh, in individual income going back up because we had we had increased income stagnation, uh, just so many things that President Trump was able to accomplish through his jobs plan, which was basically about getting government out of uh, of our lives and out of these businesses, lowering taxation and, and importantly, removing regulation. So after the American people got crushed from coronavirus, why in the world? You tell me, why in the world would the, Obama, would the Biden administration want to undo absolutely everything that the trump administration had in place joe biden is now calling this new this new bill of his the jobs bill and my first thing that i thought of was how many jobs will this kill well i'm not an economist i'm not an expert so i brought in tonight julio gonzalez he's the founder of gonzalez family office he's ceo and founder of engineered tax services and he's here to give you the lowdown of what this is going to mean for the average american and for jobs hi julio welcome to the andrea k show
1: well, thanks for having me. I appreciate being on.
3: So Joe Biden said uh, when he was running for office that there will be nobody who will have any kind of tax increase. In, in anybody who was making under $400,000 would not see any kind of tax increase. You Looking at this, quote, jobs bill, was that true?
1: It's not true. And, and let's look at the fine print. First of all, it really is $200,000, and that's on income taxes. But if you look at the fine print, he's raising the payroll taxes on everyone, 9% for the employee, 9% for the employer. So that's an 18% tax raise across the board for everyone, right? So that's the case. So to bring back the Obama tax into the health program as well. So our wages are being reduced by employment tax, right? But I guess that's not income tax rate, so I guess he's not talking about that, and I think that's a misnomer and a misleader for sure.
3: And they're also planning on, see, the, I think the left has done a really brilliant job of demonizing the rich and, and making um, and putting all the focus on income tax and t- kind of hiding all the other ways of taxation that are killing every American. You know, when it comes to something like the wealth tax or the death tax, they frame it in a way that it makes the average American unable to understand or not realize how much that's going to hurt them. Talk about that for a minute, because there's some of those aspects in this plan that's ultimately going to hit every American. You can't, for example, you just talked about payroll tax. You can't be pro-worker and anti Employer, right? You can't, you can't be anti wealthy people in this country and be pro the little guy because that's who ends up being hurt, but not enough people really understand that. So please speak to some of these areas that make it seem like it only is going to hurt the wealthy, but it's really going to hurt everybody. That's the death tax, the wealth tax, the 1031 exchange program. Talk about those aspects.
1: Boy, you're right on all of those facts. And, and just so everyone knows in last year 1% earners in the country paid 42% of all you know taxes into the IRS so when we start to increase those taxes what it happens we we see it at the state level right california they leave they take their companies they leave to texas and they do that in new york now and leave to florida and bring their businesses as well and that'll happen globally Remember, under President Trump, we took four years to bring every corporation back because we got competitive at a global rate on taxation. And now we're stripping that away, right? We're going to double the the business tax rates. We're going to take away deductions. We're going to put in more regulation. And what happens? The corporations not only leave different states to be more competitive, they leave to other countries to be more competitive. And that takes the jobs. And that takes the tax burden on who? The middle class, lower class. Right. And those jobs go away. But yet we're bringing other people in from the other country, right, immigrants and, you know, illegals and and takes those jobs and all of this. And then you talk about eliminating 1031 and the estate tax, the wealth tax, that's going to create a place where everyone leaves. They're going to leave for Puerto Rico. They're going to leave for Ireland. They're going to leave for places where they can do business in a competitive tax rate
3: the, you uh, I, I've seen that you said that the 1031 and I know that that can come end up you know, it, if you can explain the 1031 what that is in a way that you know even I could understand it and why you as you have stated that that could kill the real estate industry
1: well it will kill the real estate industry because a 1031 is basically when you buy a building if you buy it for a million dollars, you sell it for $2 million, you have a gain. That gain is the million dollars, right? And that million dollars would typically be taxed when you sell the property. But through 1031, you can take that million dollars of gain and reinvest it into another property within 180 days. And that allows you to defer the tax on that gains. But what it does create is a lot more tax through the economy, right? Because now you're paying tax on the new property that you're buying, you're paying sales tax, you're paying revenue taxes, and all the taxes, property taxes associated with investing in real estate, right, so you're not doing tax avoidance, you're delaying tax of ordinary and gains to put a tax into the system in terms of real estate and employment, right, and that's why we did that. Now we want to take away Those investments, no one's going to sell their properties for not having ten thirty one, and then we're not going to have the jobs associated with growing real estate.
3: Absolutely, and then the death tax and the wealth tax; those are are, those are two different things. Yes, and and what does that mean um, for the average American?
1: Well, the wealth tax, what a disaster, right? So they're saying that if you have over $50 million in assets at the end of the year, they're going to tax that, and that tax rate will go up to 4% of someone's estate. You know, basically, their assets. Well, I mean, I can tell you that everyone that is facing a wealth tax, and we would be one of the 19 countries that would have a wealth tax, All other 18 are socialist countries, right? So we would be the 19th those people with that kind of wealth they'll leave right so now what did they do they leave New York too right for higher taxes and the wealth tax that they're proposing in California they leave those states so what happens those taxes don't get paid and the one percenters that are paying most of that tax leave and so what happens these states have bigger deficits well that will be what happens here in the country and we'll go into a Great Depression
3: yeah because that without that revenue without them paying that then they're going to go then that's when all of our uh, the rest of us left here they're going be coming to get into our pockets in a variety of different ways so it, it ends up hurting the little guy there's absolutely nothing about socialism Marxism or any of the various isms which all of this is about that doesn't end up hurting the very people that they pretend that they care about and all this is going to do is grow the wealth gap and it just defies logic where anybody would buy into this because this is the opposite even if you it's like I said last night you don't have to be Milton Friedman to understand you know economics or to be you and understand taxation. Just look at what Trump did. The very basics of lowering the corporate taxes, the removal of so many regulations, and what ended up happening. Job growth. We had all these businesses and corporations that were able to pay bonuses, able to invest in R&D, buy equipment, uh, you know, hire more people, wages went up. And this is the exact opposite of it. Uh, what do you think the chances of this passing? Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Well, I think they're going to pass tax reform in October when they have reconciliation. So I think the chances of tax reform passing are very likely. You know, will they get everything that they've proposed in this tax plan? You know, it's a good chance that they will be able to get a great bill out of this done. And you're right. Listen, there's a reason my family came from Cuba here to Florida, right? It's because of the socialist government and that the inability to grow your business what you said was so important under trump 20 percent tax rate for small businesses what happened we were able to grow our companies right we were able to invest in our companies and all that distribution got out to the lowest unemployment like you said now under biden if you do the math he wants to take that tax rate from 20 percent up to close to 60 percent almost <sighs> Three times now. How can we grow our companies? We're coming out of this pandemic, and now we want to open our doors, get them back open, get employment back. And at sixty percent, we—if every dollar a business owner makes, sixty percent goes back to the government. That's not a way to grow our businesses. No,
3: that's we're dead. We're absolutely dead. Then you add in the open borders. And then on top of that, uh, the Biden administration, uh, Trump had put a, a moratorium on new visas um, for um, for tech workers and others to, to come into the country. You know, the Biden administration has reversed that. So now, you know, all these people can now come in here on worker visas to take jobs uh, away from Americans. And it's just um, it's it's an, it's fiscal economic and taxation and and business insanity and i you know i don't know that we've got enough republicans to stop it um but we're thank you for being here and explaining it and and what's at stake here and maybe if enough people will get on their phone and start calling their democrat congress people and start screaming and yelling about it maybe maybe some sanity will be restored and uh this at least uh the the worst parts of this won't get uh, uh signed into law julio gonzalez thank you for being here
4: My pleasure. Thank you.
3: All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. It's time to bring in Bob Walters. He's usually here on Fridays, but he's here tonight. He's going to have, he's always got so many crazy topics on his education segment. So come on
0: back.
2: Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and
4: like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K, Kay. spelled K A Y E.
2: News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrew K Show on Friday Eve. I know usually Bob Walters is with us on Friday, but tomorrow is Good Friday. So um we've got a special show for you guys tomorrow night on Good Friday. So um what's what's the next best thing, if not even better than that, is to have Bob with us on Friday Eve. Hey Bob <laughs>
0: Hello. Good to be here.
3: I'm glad glad to have you and especially with you opening with a laugh. We were we were on the break and Skins was saying that he was starting to call you bad news Bob, but he says you got good news for us tonight.
0: I have some good news. Yeah. Okay. Lay it on me. Um a couple of things. First of all, last week the Kentucky legislature overrode a veto of their education choice bill by the governor. So that's great. The governor had vetoed it and the education choice bill is now part of the law of the state, which is a good transition it's somewhat more limited than what happened in west virginia because it prioritized families with lowest household income and live in counties of more than ninety thousand residents but at least it's a good first step
3: absolutely we're gonna we're gonna put that in the w
0: column (laughs) then we got a group called civics alliance just been formed this past few days and it's to unite americans in the effort to promote authentic civic education that teaches the founding fathers principles and documents. Ooh. The National Association of Scholars is the one who set this up to counter the Biden's recension of Trump 1776 program and his banning of technical uh, teaching, critical race theory and federal training. So it's going to counter that. And it's a, it's really a great organization. This is in response to the proposed also civic secures Democrat, uh, democracy act i wasn't aware of this it's a radical bill pending in the congress now which would give one billion dollars to schools to build curriculum teacher training and support student activism all around critical race theory wow. which of course is extremely racist and hateful that bill's pending in the congress so yeah you know that's the bad news but so far the civics alliance is a good counter organization that's just been set up so that's that's
3: good. Well, you know, um, I, I don't like that they're going to be doing that with critical race theory, but we knew that that was coming, and we just need more parents to get active and understand what's happening and support measures like uh, you know school choice, as well as that other organ, other organization that you just mentioned. The Civil. Even if you're not a parent, yeah, even if you're not a parent, we got to get active on this, and, and yeah. we can we can we can stop some of this stuff at the local level. Just because it's coming out of the Department of Education doesn't mean it can't necessarily be stopped at the local level.
0: Well, the effort to create School Choice in California, of course, is moving forward. They had a few more major meetings with leaders throughout the state, even though the petitions won't really be out till the end of the year. But citizens are being encouraged to contact the new web page they set up, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org to get their name in so they'll get a copy of the petitions when they come out and even get a copy of the proposed initiative which is set for the ballot in 2022. It's
3: California school Dot org. Dot org. Everybody needs to, to get on there, get get ready to start uh, working on these petitions uh, when the time comes. Yeah, it's absolutely crucial. In. Put I their agree. name in.
0: Yeah. Uh, so far as uh, college crazy, I didn't really have anything, but then something came up today. Kind of surprising. <laughs> I shouldn't be shocked. Undergraduate students at Brown university voted overwhelmingly that the institution should offer reparations to descendants of slaves who were affiliated with the school and its founders. Uh, They voted uh, two referendum questions and overwhelmingly approved it. So there's going to be preferential admission for any uh, African-Americans who want to enter the college. There's no fee for them to be at the university for the four years and each will get several thousand dollars, Uh, reparations in the community, any of the African Americans who live in that uh, province, Rhode Island, this is, this is disgusting
3: institutionalized systemic racism. If you are a white American and you are an alum of Brown University, you need to be, you, you need to be on the phone with them and saying, I'm not going to give you another dime. I'm not going to support you. Uh, quite frankly, they shouldn't be getting any taxpayer money with, with racism like this. And, um, there should be no school. There should, there quite frankly shouldn't be any college or university getting, getting any taxpayer money. Uh, you I know we've, we've we've got we've got Harvard sitting on what a forty billion dollar endowment. They they don't need another dime of taxpayer money. Yeah. It's it's absolutely insane. But you know, think about that. I mean, think about it. You're, you're a business owner. Could you get away? Look, look at the rest- the regulations and the and the fines and everything. You would be you'd be hauled in, into the pokey bob if you tried to pull off something like that in, in your business.
0: I know you really would. And they got $10 billion in their coffers at the, this Brown University. Oh, of course so they do. Uh-huh. That's what they're tapping in on. <laughs> Most of it's federal funds that were given to them. Right. Uh, okay. Other news. The state of Washington has a new bill which would institute state-sponsored discrimination under the name of equity, which would allow government to treat people differently versus equality, which achieves fairness by treating everyone the same so much for Martin Luther King's message about looking into the character of the person rather than their skin color. Right. This bill is pending in Washington right now. San Francisco schools suffering from a huge discrepancy of achievement levels between blacks at 12% uh, for their level versus white students at 72%. Rather than address that, what they've done this past year is decided the only thing they would do this year is to change the names of 40 schools. Of their 52 schools, they're changing the names in almost all of them getting rid of Jefferson, Madison, Washington, Lincoln, W.C. Grant and many others.
3: How much is that going to You think about that? How much is that going to cost the taxpayers? I know if any business goes through a name change from letterhead to you know, I mean the,
2: the I've heard millions of dollars. It
3: costs millions to do this.
2: Yeah. And, and to what purpose? I
0: mean, they should be addressing the discrepancy between the black achievement levels in, in education and the whites. Yeah, because cannot.
3: let me tell you, you you parents out there, if, if your kid, your kids grades don't have anything to do with the name that's on the building. Okay. Your kids' intelligence yep. level or whether or not they're being taught at, you know, two plus two or whether or not they can conjugate a verb doesn't have anything at all to do with the name. But it's all about, it's all about, it just goes to show that they don't give a crap about these kids and about whether or not they're learning anything, about whether or not they're going to be able to, to have a future. You know, all they care about is, is pushing this. Well, this is part of the cultural Marxist movement. They're they're, they're counting on down the road that they're going to have universal income and that, that they don't, that so America Americans aren't going to have to be able to to speak or read or or add two plus two. <laughs> Didn't you? It's Sad. kind of like you reported. I think it was like last year that most most kids today couldn't even count change back. Right. I no, mean,
0: they can't.
3: No, this is where we're at. And the Democrats don't care that they, they want you. They want they want you young people stupid. OK.
0: Yeah, certainly. That doesn't put us ahead of the game with China. I'll tell you. Oh, heck no. No. Then you got Amazon, who, of course, has already shown some of its liberal tendencies. They've added a new book on their roster, and it's called uh, Normalizing Children, or Alfie's Home. And it's a pornographic in its story about an uncle who comes by and sleeps with the nephew (gasps) who adores him, and he touches the nephew sexually. The uncle tells him after a few weeks and months that it's okay since he really loves him, and this went on for many months. Very graphic with cartoons. Wow. And uh, you know it's just like this just just hit the 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 publication roster for Amazon. So, so they, they've they banned they've the banned
3: like Dr. Seuss books, but yeah, they've got but not only is. pedophilia but incestuous pedophilia books being sold yeah. on Amazon.
0: It's pathetic. It's just I don't know. I don't want to give you too much bad news. <laughs> well, it's important
3: anyway. that we understand that because people need to know and it, it, that what's going on in the schools and that the reason why it's a battleground is that it, if they can get a hold of these children, that's how they can change America. And what this transgender stuff is in the schools and the sexual, um, you know, education curriculum, health education curriculum, it's about it, it, it's about sexualizing children. It's about family breakdown, and this ultimately leads to the complete destruction of,
0: of of this country it is it just breaks all the rules that these kids are expected to live by when they grow up It just yeah.
3: i i, I wanted judge. i want to know who out there would buy this book
0: <laughs> i'll try to get you a list
3: okay all right sorry to distract you okay go That's ahead
0: all right then you got a judge named thapar who ruled in favor of a professor at shawnee state university back east and they ruled in his favor because he said the university violated his speech, free speech, when it came to disciplining him for referring to a boy who was now a female as sir when he thanked him for something. He said, thank you, sir. And of so course then they the scream the, 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 and uh okay. because he said the word sir to a, a transgender female who
3: <laughs> Okay, so see it gets confusing all this pronoun business. Okay, so the professor <laughs> is speaking to a student and he uses the word sir and then he gets fired because young man has decided he's a he's a she.
0: Yep. And so, this professor is a devout Christian and his beliefs forbid him to pretend the boy is not a boy. Um, and so the, the court, the court ruling was interesting. A university should, would wield alarming power to compel ideological confirmation, Same would be true for a pacifist to declare that war is just and a civil rights activist to condemn the freedom writers and so forth. It's so actually it was a good ruling, very isolated but they ruled in favor of his ability to have free speech and not be fired.
3: Absolutely. Because you know what, you know, you're, you're, um, I, you know, respect goes both ways. Tolerance goes both ways and your decision on how you live your life does not, does not, um, deny me my rights. Okay. You, you can be you and you can call yourself a she all day long. I don't have to call you a she. I'm not obligated to call you a she. And you don't get to, you don't get to, to force me to say something that I don't, Want to say you don't get to force me to express an opinion that I don't hold. Hat tip to that judge. He's he's in not running for here of the week.
0: He F- was he's got good. something
3: else for us, my friend.
0: Uh, Damian Harmon, uh, Harmony, a Latin teacher at John F. Kennedy High School in Sacramento, says that quote, "White supremacy is to blame for parents demanding that kids get back to school." Unquote. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Yeah, you know, like, all this racist commentary is coming from the liberal left, and yet the only racists I see in this country today are them. No,
3: exactly. In fact, I don't know if you know, but there was this because um, you've got so many stories and things happening. But there was this video that went around or audio that went around. So this this professor shows a picture to some student and says, what do you see here? And he says, I see two people chilling. And the professor oh, yeah. was like, you sure yeah. that's all you see? And he's like, yeah. And it was it was a white gal and a, and a black gal. And the teacher just got more and more angry because he wasn't pointing out the skin colors. And the student was like, I, I just see two people chilling. No, you can't see that. I mean, he was literally trying to bully the kid yeah, into let's saying just something more racist
0: and racist. Than racist. Uh, Absolutely. Well, well you, and, and then I'll finish with my comment okay. about San Diego, which I'm okay. sure you're aware of. Yeah. The teachers have decided, of course, they can give in-person teaching to the illegal immigrants starting next week. Yeah. But uh, they can't do it to the students in San Diego because they fear of getting sick. Yeah. Even though the, <laughs> the immigrants are. Are, are got a higher much higher rate of uh, disease in them but anyway well you
3: know what i'm kind of glad that. i'm glad that story broke and made national news because it just goes to show the idiocy and the hypocrisy and the insanity of these teachers pretending they can't get back into public schools because of fear of the rona when it's a 9% case rate with these illegal uh, uh, uh teenagers here in San Diego and a point zero one eight percent case rate in San Diego with adults it's not even that with the kids here in san diego so i'm glad they pulled this move because it just it just goes to show um what idiots that they are and what they're really all about bob walters thank you so much for being here have a very happy easter
0: you too have a good one take care
3: all right we're gonna take a break we come back final segment of the night stay tuned (laughs)
4: sure to follow
0: andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like
2: her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e andrea k telling you like it is all while eating a donut too it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrew Kay show. You know who's killing it out there? The Republican Party in general is nowhere on any of the stuff that's going on right now with our government. Nowhere. Um, but Marjorie Taylor Greene, no wonder they wanted this woman out. Did I don't know if you heard. She introduced something called the two things this week, the Fire Fauci Act and the We Will Not Comply Act. One of the things she did with Fauci is she said that we need to remind the American public that Dr. Fauci is the highest paid $434,312 a year. He's the highest paid of all four million federal employees, including the president. Cite numerous findings about Fauci's evolving and contradictory advice on COVID. Reduce Dr. Fauci's salary to zero until a new NIAID administrator is confirmed by the Senate. How many people, you know, had to go, had their business? jobs taken away from them this man still got a salary when he didn't do get anything right with his COVID direct the GAO to conduct a study about the correspondence financials and policy memos inside the NIAID before COVID through the end of the year this will allow us to see what Fauci and the NIA. NIAID knew, when they knew it, what they spent money on, and how the agency responded to the fire virus. Boom. Second thing she comes in with, the We Will Not Comply Act will prevent any business engaged in interstate commerce from discriminating against a person based on their COVID-19 vaccine status, addressing the recent vaccine passports. Cut off federal funding for a vaccine mandate on employees, including federal employees, students attending primary, secondary, and post-secondary schools, orgs, or sports, and any person who expresses a religious objection. Create the ability to sue if a person has been discriminated against on the basis of their vaccination status or mask compliance. Prevent the government from requiring a COVID vaccine to receive a U.S. passport. Prevent airline companies from denying someone from flying based on their COVID vaccine status, prevents students from being denied access to public college based on their COVID vaccine status, express to the U.S. Senate that Jacobson versus Massachusetts should be overturned. This case set a terrible precedent that endorses max uh, in mandatory state vaccination laws under the police power. Absolutely brilliant. There's no reason why the entire Republican Party Has not done this. Every state that has a Republican state legislator should have uh, the Fauci stuff they wouldn't be able to do because that's federal. But at the state level, why did not every Republican state uh, legislator do this? Potato skins.
2: Because they're in on it.
3: Right. Right.
2: Like you, always, like you and I have been talking about. They are happy with taking second place and letting the Democrats run the show.
3: Well, they're also about big government controls. That's why we're not hearing more of these Republican governors saying, no, you stop the mask mandates. Um, uh, n- no more of any. And, and they're not. And uh, only DeSantis is speaking out against the passport. Hey, we got a great Good Friday show for you guys tomorrow. So be sure to tune in for that. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. We love you all. Peace out.